Hi and welcome to the Corporate Life Podcast. My name is Hina Siddiqui and I loved and hated my corporate jobs for years. This podcast is going to empower you to go high on your career without losing yourself. I invite you to join me each week as you will hear real cool stories of the real cool corporate people doing real things in the corporate world and their experiences and advice can change your story too. We are living in the times of conflict and friction. Who are you most in conflict with? Is it the people around you or you yourself? Hi, this is Hina Siddiqui and you are listening to the Corporate Life Podcast. Most problems in our lives arise not because the other people are playing against us, but because the enemy lives inside of us. We often sabotage ourselves in different situations in a million ways. Haven't you found yourself criticizing yourself and pulling yourself down as a normal behavior? But do we do that intentionally? Of course not. It's all unconscious or subconscious. But why do we do that and what's the way out? My very amazing guest, Joseph, and I will discuss it in this conversation. Joseph Giampapa is a professional speaker, self-empowerment specialist, and humorist, helping people learn the best tools for building success. He's a man who truly walks his talk. He's a lover of life and holds the adage that there is no such thing as an insignificant human being and is also an author of three books. Let's begin chatting with Joseph. Hey, Joseph, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. It's so good to have you, Joseph. Joseph, you are a self-empowerment specialist, speaker, author, and a humorist. Tell us a bit about your journey so far. Well, basically, I had a private practice for 10 years. I used to help people reprogram their subconscious. I was going to finish my doctorate, and I started doing a lot of research, and I found that the Russians during the Cold War were way ahead of us as far as mind programming and mind control. And what was fascinating was after the Cold War ended, the Russians shared a lot of their information, and they had made a lot of discoveries. And one of the most important things that I found that they noted was that when we're born, we come in with a matched set. Our voice is totally tuned into our subconscious or vice versa. Our subconscious is tuned to our voice. That means there are no two voices on the face of this earth exactly alike. So when we say something with our mouth, it goes in our ear and it programs us. So we have to be very careful what we say with our mouth because it goes in our ear and programs us. And believe it or not, on a daily basis, the average person tends to program themselves to fail every day. They say things in conversations like, oh, I can't do it. Maybe when I was younger, I could do it. But now I'm older, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then it imprints on your subconscious. Okay, you can't do it. And so we have to watch what yeah. we say because our words are very, very powerful. Correct. The interesting thing that I think the average person doesn't realize is that each one of us is so unique And we come into this world with all these fantastic talents and skills and everything else. We have so much potentiality inside of us, but we fail to tap into it. We tend to see ourselves pretty much as, I don't want to say like sheep or anything, but almost ineffective. Like, you know, what's the point? I can't really do anything. I can't make changes or anything. And so we tend to go around by what people tell us to do or what society tells us to do. Yeah. And that's sad 
because we are creators. We are magnificent creators. We can create our life, change your thinking, change your life. Right. And we conform when we come into the society and the society just uh, gets us into the game of conformity. And we start doing that just like any other person. Oh, exactly. You know, here in the States, I blame a lot of it on Madison Avenue, the commercial industry, because the commercial industry could sell us more products if they can get us to feel inferior. You know, like with hair color, we have, you know, L'Oreal hair color. They'll say, (laughs) if you don't use it, aren't you worth it? No, I guess I'm not worth it because I don't use that product. You know, if you don't use the right soap, there used to be a commercial for dial soap. It used to say, don't you use dial? Don't you wish everybody did? Well, no, I don't. I'll go home. I'm sorry. I don't use it. You know, and so we're forever. They try to make us feel inferior unless we buy their products. Yeah. So we're we're forever trying to keep up with the Joneses, keep up with him or keep up with her. And nothing could be further from the truth. This is why we get all the frustration. We can't be like him or be like her because we are totally unique. Yeah. That doesn't make us weird. That makes us incredibly special. Yeah. People don't realize that. But there has never been another human being exactly like you on the face of the earth. We see ourselves sometimes as, oh, boy, I'm really different. That must make me weird or odd. (laughs) No, it makes you incredibly special and Mm -hmm. very important. Each one of us is a gift to this universe. Absolutely. We We have to realize that. You know, Nelson Mandela, in his inaugural address, he said our greatest fear is not that we are unworthy or that we're uh, not effective or anything, but that we're more powerful than we can ever imagine. Yeah. And most of us, we hide our talents. We hide our true gifts and indulge in that comparison game. Exactly. I'm here to help introduce them to themselves Yeah. because we have to realize just how powerful we are. We come into this world with all this wonderful potentiality, but it'll never come into existence unless we tap into it. For long years, I believed that being money-minded was a bad thing, so I kept on avoiding money. In every job interview, I hesitated to negotiate salary and turn down every opportunity to make money. Even my coaching business functioned as a free service for a long time because the reason I got into coaching was to serve people. Then I started realizing the side effects of my wrong money mindset. Thanks to my coaches and mentors who set me up for money inflow while serving the world. Whatever career you are into, if your money mindset is distorted, you are going to struggle in your career. And the amazing fact is that you would not even realize that you are sabotaging your full potential. Because all this happens at the sub and unconscious level. Your money stories are deep rooted, particularly if you have seen a money deprived childhood. The solution is to identify your patterns and let them go as fast as you can because it's costing you your career. That's why the money mindset is a big part of all my coaching programs. Send me a quick mail to connect at authorhina.com to know more about my programs. Joseph, there's a common tendency of self-judgment among people that leads to self-doubt, which is obviously working against them. What is the mindset behind this, according to you? President Roosevelt, years ago, our American president here, used to say we have nothing to fear but fear itself. We sometimes get an inkling to do something, we'll try it and we'll fail, Mm -hmm. and right away, fear sets in. Oh my goodness, I just failed at that. Everybody's going to ridicule me, shame on me. I better not try anything from now on and everything else. We're afraid of failure, but what we have to remember 
is failure is actually a building block towards success. Correct. We're going to we're going to fail. There's no question about it when we try things for the first time usually. It's almost automatic you're going to fail cuz you don't know anything. You you don't have the the right tools initially. But the more you try, the more you start to perfect and temper and things and then you'll eventually make it. But we tend to give up very quickly and we tend to ridicule ourselves. We yeah. tend to be our worst critic, I yes. think, and that's really sad. We have to learn to become our best friend, not our first critic. I just love that. Uh, We are our own biggest critic, which so rightly said. And I think this is true for most people. I also was there once. Well, it happens to all of us. It's very easy. Like I say, you know, the advertising firm, Madison Avenue in New York, everything else selling us products. They want us to feel inferior. They want us to try to keep up with each other and buy their products and everything. And the bottom line is, as I say, we could never compare to somebody else because we're not somebody else. We are ourselves, And that's a beautiful gift to the world. Yes, absolutely. And as I know that this whole negative behavior comes from a hidden place and most of the people are not even aware of it. So what's the way out? First of all, we have to understand that we are loaded with all this potentiality. We come into this world pre-packaged. I like to tell people we're a success waiting to happen. It's amazing. You know, we're almost like seeds or something. If you take, for example, a handful of seeds, and let's say we have some mustard seeds, which are very tiny. We have some strawberry seeds. We have some petunia seeds. And you have a whole handful of them. And you look in your hand, it looks like you have a handful of sand. And that's all you have, basically. If you don't do anything with it, that's all you have. This handful of what looks like sand or something. But if you take each one and you start to plant it in beautiful, good soil, water it, let it get sun day in and day out, before you know it, you have this magnificent mustard bush, or you have a beautiful, delectable tasting strawberry, or you have these beautiful colored flowers, whatever. But we'll never know unless you nurture these things and plant them. And that's how it is in us. We have all this magnificent, beautiful potential, but the world will never know unless we tap into it. Yeah. And we just need to develop that self-belief within us that we are unique and we are different and we are, uh, you know, a gift to this world in our own ways. Exactly. And you know, the thing is interesting, as we get older, more and more fear sets in. We get conditioned from society. You know, I was telling somebody a while back, I remember when I was a child, about seven or eight years old, I used to go on the swings at school and we would swing very, very high and then I'd get very high and then I'd jump off. And I think, my goodness, I could have killed myself. I could have broke my neck or something, but I didn't have any fear in those days. Now that I'm an adult, I would never do anything like that. So as as we grow older, we start to see all the dangers and the fears and things. So we don't do it, which yeah. is sad because when we're young, we just go for it. We see something we want and we go for it. And I think that's wonderful. As kids, we have our creativity at its best. And as we grow on, this creativity gets faded. Oh, exactly. You know, there's a a great book out that says uh, it's called Jumpstart Your Brain. And he talks about in the book, he talks about the fact that when we're five years old, we are at the peak of our creativity at five years old. But by time we're 40, we lose as much as 85 percent of it, which is really sad. When we're young, basically have no fears. We're free from fear. We just see something we want and we go for it. I use the example of walking, which I think is phenomenal. 
Because mm-hmm. when we were little, one year old, two years old, we had this little body, little tiny head. We didn't have the beautiful brain we have now and everything. We'd look around, we'd see people walking and we'd say, hey, that's pretty cool. I think I'll try that. <laughs> so we try it a little bit. We take a couple of steps. We fall down. We hit our chin. We yeah. continue. We try it again. We fall down. We skin our leg. Did we give up? No. We kept trying until one day before you know it, bip, 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 we're walking. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely wonderful. That you know, I do lectures for 500 people, maybe sometimes even audience as much as a thousand people. And afterwards, they come up to talk to me and everything. I've never, ever had a person crawl up to me. And mm-hmm. I say, what are you doing down there? Oh, I don't do that walking thing. I tried it once it fell down. I don't like it. No, <laughs> yeah. every single one of us yeah. saw what the walking was. We liked it. We wanted it. And we did it. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. It shows that we're successes waiting to happen. We just have to shake off the fear. Yes, definitely. It's very, very essential. And I think in these times, it's much more needed than ever. Oh, exactly. You hit the nail on the head. Now more than ever, we need people to come out and become themselves, to become empowered, to realize that they are the creators in my private practice, I would have people come to me and I'd say, how are you doing? Oh, my life sucks. Oh, I can't stand it. <laughs> Everything is terrible. It's this yeah. and it's that. And I'd say, stop. Go stand in the corner and argue with yourself. Because if you don't like your life, you're the one that got you there. Yeah. Talk to yourself. Because yeah. everything we do in life is a choice. Yes. We are exactly in life where we choose to be. People don't realize that. A lot of times they don't want to accept it. Yeah. They don't want to take blame for their own life. But yeah. we create our life step by step, day by day. That's so true. Joseph, you have written three books. And with all the books out there, how are your books different? Well, my first book is called What I Will, I Can. And basically, it's loaded with, oh, I guess you could say tips for the day. It's kind of a, a guidebook. I have friends that... Uh, I have one woman who she wrote to me and she said, I keep your book on the uh, seat of my car okay. and it's all dog-eared and everything else. And whatever I'm dealing with in that particular day, I'll turn to a certain part of the book and it kind of helps me along. So the first book is meant to be kind of a, a guidebook mm-hmm. on a daily basis, little mm-hmm. tips, if you will, for making life better, more enjoyable, and to basically have kind of a better quality of life. My second book is called Unleash the Super You Within. And that basically is like a blueprint for your particular success. Okay. It kind of gives an assessment in there. It's like a, a workbook, basically. It, it has all kinds of different fill in the blanks where you can kind of start to discover exactly what makes your heart sing. What are the things that bring you joy? What kinds of things are your strengths and that, that type of thing. And as, it, as you start to fill in things and go along, you, you start to lean towards a particular thing and you kind of see which way you're kind of headed and it kind of guides you to your success or to your ultimate goal. And then my third book is called Tools for Life. Mm-hmm. And that basically is a journal um, guidebook, if you will. And so it ha- it's on a daily basis where you can write in there the things that happened to you that day, your accomplishments, what you plan to do. Did you hit your mark? Did you not hit your mark? that type of thing. So um, the books are action books for you to participate with. That's really interesting. So I think books that 
uh, you know, uh, that get us into the participation mode that definitely are going to leave a very high impact on us. Oh, exactly. And like I say, these books aren't meant to just be read once and put on the shelf. Yeah. Um, I made, I wrote them specifically in a format to be easily read because we're finding now that the, uh, the majority of society doesn't read anymore. And it's really yeah. sad. Something like 70% of the people don't read anymore. Yes. And um, so I, I made the books in big print, a lot of space between each line and so on and so forth, so that it's very easy to read. You can read my first book, you can read in a single sitting, probably. Oh I, I made it so that a person could get on an airplane, and by the time they get off the airplane, they, they finish re- reading the book. Okay, great. And how can we get your books, Joseph? Well, well, you could get them on Amazon or Barnes & Noble online. But uh, I also have a website specifically for this, and it's called whatiwillican.com. And if they go on there, they can get some discounts for the books mm-hmm. also, because I have some package deals for the books. Again, it's whatiwillican.com. I think uh, these books, like I say, they're made to be guidebooks. Yeah. They're not meant to be read once and put on the shelf. They're, yes. they're books that you could take with you wherever you go. Like I say, that one woman keeps it on the seat of her car. So they're, they're guidebooks to help you get through life, if you will. Great. And I'm going to include uh, your book information and your website URL uh, in the show notes section so that people can get the books there and order from there. Thank you. Thank you very much for being on the show, Joseph. And I am so happy to uh, be in conversation with you today. Uh, You shared so valuable insights. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure being here. So when it comes to progressing in your life and your career, the best strategy is to be your own true best friend. Learn to appreciate yourself, support yourself, and be kind and compassionate with yourself. If you won't do that to your own self, why would others? Connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know how you enjoyed this beautiful conversation with Joseph. I'll see you next week with another interesting episode. Love you guys and girls. Stay happy and safe. Thank you for tuning in. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and go to my website, authorhina.com for career training tools and resources. Don't forget to check out my latest book, Secrets of the Six-Figure Employee with Zero Stress. It's available on Amazon.